Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo, or at least one of them. It kind of depends, and probably some rando too. But no complaining, because this is free. Free! This is Beauty and the Beta bonus audio content. Hello and welcome to the show. This week, Blonde was a guest on My Guy Biggest Mikey's podcast. If you've listened to our show, you've probably heard him in the guest spot a few times. His own show is always a cool, smooth, easy listen. It's one that I enjoy on a weekly basis. And this week, he and Blonde talked about what's going on in the YouTube world. They talked about the Manchester attack this week, plus a bunch of other stuff throughout. If you like what you hear, and I hope that you will, check out the Biggest Mikey podcast using the links in the description and tell them we sent you if you do. Thanks for listening and enjoy. What's going on, everybody? It is I, your host, Biggest Mikey. And you're listening to the Biggest Mikey Podcast, episode 29. We made it, ladies and gents. Episode 29 is here. After a a long-awaited absence. That seems to be like a trend I've been having recently with this show. I swear to God, guys, I was really trying to do good. I was really, really trying to do good with the weekly schedule. But unforeseen circumstances do kind of... uh, tend to just jump up and uh, bite you in the ass sometimes. I, I really didn't mean I, I didn't mean for it to happen, but this is what happens when I try to branch out and I try to reach out and have special cool guests on the show. There's these things with fucking time zones and there's things with different schedules and you want to get them all right. But you know, I'm pretty sure you guys all want me to shut up right now. You guys are probably just wondering, who's the guest? Who's the guest? Well, if anybody knows me by following on my Twitter Biggest underscore Mikey. Those who follow my uh, podcast will probably know my uh, my Twitter handle. You have known that I have for the past week. I've pretty much been touting that I had a special guest for this podcast, and I finally got her on the show. And we had an awesome hour of conversation that was really really funny and really really introspective and eye opening. It helped me learn a lot about the woman herself and it just so happens to be youtuber blonde in the belly of the beast (laughs) yes 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 i can't believe i may i can't believe i actually got an opportunity to talk to her Sixty-one thousand subscribers strong on youtube she's on sweden's dangerous persons list along with a whole bunch of other youtubers i hope to one day possibly have on the show also uh like the likes of you know dave rubin or Blair White, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm maybe setting myself, my sights a little too high for that, but, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I got a chance to talk to Blonde, we, we had a nice little sit down, we kind of, um, well, well, to be honest with you, like, I gotta, I gotta be a little honest, uh, we tried doing this before, actually, like, no, no bullshit, like, Last week it was last uh, Friday. I don't know exactly what the date is, but it, it, it's it's Tuesday, May twenty third, right now at the time I'm recording this. And we tried to do this uh, last Friday, and it was going really, really good. We had like almost like a good 
hour spent talking, or at least I, I, th- I thought it was being spent recorded, and it, it, it just so happened that it didn't. We went talking for a good long while, for about a good hour. It was some really funny, awesome material, nice little back and forth bants we were having, and I found out that I wasn't even recording this on my end. I felt like such a fucker, because it was already like late when we were doing this, and I felt like, oh, God... <laughs> this is why I'll always stay under the uh, 1,000 subscriber mark on YouTube right now. My my consummate uh, unprofessionalism <laughs> and my willingness to not keep up with uh, certain dates. But uh, she uh, she 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 was uh, kind enough to grant ourselves a, a do-over for this podcast. So episode 29 is here with Blonde and the Belly of the Beast. It's fucking awesome. I love it. I love it. love it. I, I'm pretty sure you guys love it too. Like I said, if, uh, I always say this always. Anytime I mention my show, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast and you like what you hear on whichever platform that may be, maybe SoundCloud, maybe iTunes, maybe YouTube, you know, send me a like, or send me a subscribe, or send me a follow. Like, I try my best to do these shows every week, but sometimes, you know, scheduling is a little, uh, can be a little fucked up sometimes. But like I said, I always post on my Twitter, at Biggest underscore Mikey. We can always get updates on the shows, and when they're gonna drop, and whatnot. And, um, last but not least, my Patreon page is patreon.com forward slash Biggest underscore Mikey. If you would like to help out and donate to the show, just a dollar a month goes a long way. And to my, uh, existing patrons, patrons, I guess that's patrons? I don't know, I... I like Patreonies a little better, but existing Patreonies, uh, thank you so much for the help you've, uh, given me along the way for the show. Anyway, um, I guess that's done for me. I'm going to stop talking right now. This is my episode with Blonde in the Belly of the Beast. Blonde, hey! There we go. We are back again. Awesome. Take two <laughs> of the Biggest Mikey podcast. What's going on, Blonde? How Not too much. It's a, it's a beautiful day in Seattle. So. Oh, beautiful day in Is it really a beautiful day in Seattle? It is. I can't believe it. I wish it was like this all the time, but it is not. It's always Ex- raining. Explain that to me. Like, w- like I've, I've always heard stories of Seattle, like, you know, you know, Pacific Northeast crazy weather, and it's always raining and just drab and dreary outside. Makes a yeah, we actually get less rainfall than New York City, but it rains like I don't know two hundred and something days a year. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. But today was good. Okay, that was a good little turnout today. That's awesome. Right on. Right on. Right on. Well, yeah. uh, this is this is an interesting um, this is an interesting little predicament I got into here. This is the second time for everyone who's <laughs> listening to this episode right now of me trying to record this with. Uh, Awesome uh, YouTuber and podcaster, Blonde in the Belly of the Beast. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I have to say that. I, 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 I'm, I pretty much feel like I'm going to have to like reiterate some of the points I've tried to make <laughs> in the earlier episode. But yeah, I think you're, um, I think you're awesome. I think you've uh, just reached uh, 61,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I did. I think I might hit 62 today. Look at you. My dad always calls me. He's like, have you seen your subscriber count? I'm like, yeah, dad. I think he like follows my social blade. I'm so proud of you. That's pretty awesome. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like, very... you know, I just complain all day on the internet, right? Like, <laughs> how, how proud are you really? No, man. Hey, no, that's awesome. Hey, daddy's girl. Like, you know, at least your parents are proud of you for doing something, I guess. 
Well, it's because I screwed up a lot. And so the real key is to like keep their expectations so low that anything positive you do with their life, you're, with your life, they're like, wow, that is so great. You're so great. You're that's wonderful. The, awesome. That's <laughs> honestly the funniest thing I think I've ever possibly heard because I can relate completely 1 million percent. <laughs> My dad was like that too. Like I, like I fucked up a lot through high school. You know, I was I was that kid that uh, I had like the six younger sisters who all went on to do like you know do better you things had in their lives six than me. Younger sisters. I have six younger. Well, to be fair, I have um, two by blood and four by a step uh, um, stepmom. That so. is a shitload of kids. Yeah, There's we're, we're you know no pun intended. We're we're regular like Cosby Huxtable kind of family. <laughs> it's kind of not, it's a weird dynamic to have, but at the same time, like um, you know. Having six sisters, no matter if you're older or younger, you're outnumbered by them all. And uh, yeah. like they were all like the, the the scholarly athletic ones. And I was I was like the formerly scholarly athletic, <laughs> but then I got sick of football and then I just said fuck grades. And then <laughs> Yeah, and, and like that's like an angsty time too. Like I don't know. I don't even know how people survive through that period of their lives. Like when I think back to some of the stuff we did, I'm like, we thought we were invincible. Like thinking about my mm. kids my future kids doing some of the stuff that we did. Like we used to break into like abandoned houses and stuff. Oh, oh the man. floor could have just come out and <laughs> we could have all been killed. And and I think back on that. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Are these old school Missouri days? Are these, um... Oh no, we were just lying to our parents all the time too. Just constantly lying. Well, that's, to a we're mass- than, that's a little bit better than me. I'm, I'm, I was, I was incredibly, I don't want to say sheltered. I don't want to say, Inclusive, but at the same time, it's just like my. I do know when my younger sisters got around in my high school age, they were doing a lot more stuff that I did. Like, um, I got to see my youngest sister, who's going to uh, finally have her finally have her high school graduation next week, and. She had this really nice little awesome dress, whatever the hell. And I'm thinking about like, wow, I remember I did absolutely nothing like this for prom. <laughs> I, I, no, as a matter of fact, I didn't even go to prom. I did nothing for prom. I I had this thing where I would save up um, um, what my... Um, what my dad and my mom did is like they um, kind of always like divvied out like our lunch allowance for like a week or something like that. And by the end of the week, I always end up having like, you know, 20 bucks or whatever saved up. And I would go to my local uh, uh, local like um, like, you know, CD and like DVD and movie store or something like that. It's called Hastings. Uh, they're not around anymore, but I would always like save up and like buy like cool, awesome art house movies that are ridiculous that are like hard to find and stuff like that. So I had like a <laughs> stockpile ready on graduation night. And I'm remembering like in my neighborhood, just hanging out, seeing what it's all like when everyone all goes out and like their parents borrowed pickup truck or some shit like that to go to prom. And I'm just sitting there by myself and me and my dad like made some popcorn and stuff like that. Although it's like, See, he that would hang out. nice. That's nice. But at the same time, he also would like in a weird way, be like the dad that would simultaneously chastise me for not getting my shit together and having like a nice prom date or some shit like that. You yeah, know what I mean? So, I, I mean, do you really I, regret it that much? It's, it's no, weird. No, yeah, no, I, mean, I don't. No, I don't. You're, how, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, I don't want to be. I'm 29. Far. 20. Okay, I'm 31. So we're kind of around like the you know the the same generational gap. Like yeah, yeah. What? It used to be simpler. I remember not having social media. 
those were the days. Oh God, don't even, don't even <laughs> mention me. We didn't have it in high school. Like, I never had. <laughs> I didn't have Facebook for a single year during my high school career. Well, that's good. I'm glad it for started you. in college. No, I mean Facebook wasn't even like a like a thing. I I'll mean, tell you, I'll tell you right I guess now. I graduated 2006. Oh, okay. Well, I will say this. Um, because I, I have a sister who's graduated in 2006. I remember when I was being older, just now kind of like dipping into the whole like MySpace, getting rid of my Zanga <laughs> GeoCities page. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, when, that's when my sisters all started to do the whole Facebooking, MySpacing thing and all that stuff like that. My, I, remember my, I remember my grandparents, of all people, like my grandma and my, um, and my aunt to be particular, were all like appalled by the stuff they were posting, which was, you know, how are they taking those camera pictures like that? Oh, those are called selfies, grandma. Oh, Selfie? man. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> fast and then everybody's to... parents are on Facebook now. Like, oh, that's how I knew. I was like, nope, I'm done with this. I know, right? You don't like, still follow have me a... on Twitter, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Awesome. You don't have a Facebook. Uh, um, no, no. I, I deactivated my, my normie account, like, I think like years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like anybody that I'm going to keep up with, uh, I do it in other ways. And otherwise, I was just using it to see who got divorced and who got fat. <laughs> like that's literally like all I was. I was like, oh, I want to look at some people's baby pictures and like see whose life fell apart and stuff. But otherwise, mm. oh, that's that's kind of like me. Like I, I've um, I sadly um, kept my normie profile. I mean, I'm I keep finding reasons. I, I keep giving myself the dumbest reasons every day to keep it. Like I said, like I saw pictures of my little sister um, in her little graduation dress, and it's cool. And I have sisters that live out of state, like uh, one that lives in Kansas, and I could say those are good reasons, though. I mean, those are decent enough reasons. But then you have like, and then you can catalog your photos. I guess. I mean, they're better ways to do all this. It's (laughs) it's fine, but it's just like it's like a it's like a public open diary that people just keep get up and like they like like we're in a we're in a time where we claim like we want so much privacy but we give so much of ourselves to people yeah i know but I know. like the bad part about this is like other people do that same shit too and you don't want to hear anything they have to say it's 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 facebook is so cancerous but if it weren't for family yeah. would deactivated yeah. a long time ago so so good Agreed. on you for getting rid of your facebook page <laughs> i don't know uh, i just i just couldn't like keep up with it and but I'm from St. Louis, and it was a really like competitive kind of cliquish social environment. Mm. And so when I left, I was like, "Screw you, people!" And then I made that video about St. Louis being a shithole, and then I got <laughs> posted about in the Riverfront Times, which is the St. Louis like locals newspaper. So I'm pretty sure I like can't ever go back to that city. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, no, my family doesn't live there anymore. I'm like, all right, no, twenty I mean, years of my personal history. That, fuck that, the show, city. that shows like uh, it shows that you made like a. a, a a dent and 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 for better or for worse i mean think about people like tommy, <laughs> think about people like yeah, tommy really. like like tommy robinson from the uk fucking great ass guy he can't even go back to his old hometown because of his oh old, i know uh, well that's because it's crawling with muslims i mean that too but like also it's Luton, of, isn't it yeah yeah and that's where he started the his english defense league and people were just like yeah. not even allowed back in this town like that's it's so crazy i like i don't know I, I like him i think he seems like such an affable fellow like I hear people saying the worst stuff about him, and I'm like, every time I see one of his videos, I'm like, you don't want to go hang out with this guy at a pub? Come oh, on. Oh man, first of all, I t- <laughs> he sounds like a Guy Ritchie movie every time he talks. It's like I love it. I, I, yeah, I, I he li- does. I'm like, I need subtitles. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I like, I like what he, I like what he talks. Although he feels like, um, 
It's like this is not the type of person who was acclimated to that of TV presentation at all. But like, oh, I know. Yeah, I, I like him. I like him because he at least seems he seems very earnest about what he does, and he like yeah. you know my sympathies do like lie with him um, um, when it comes to like all the. Uh, all like the harassment and torment him and his family had to endure. I had a um, last week. I had my uh, roommate on my podcast with me, and I started a little segment called uh, "The Based Badass of the Week." And um, it was gonna be, it was I, like I had a runner-up, which was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, because you know I think she's an awesome press secretary for President Trump. But I was just like, no, nah, it has to go to Tommy because you know this guy almost got ran off the road with him and his rebel. Yeah, crew. and he's fucking sticking it out. Like he's. He's like, I'm not leaving the UK. Yeah. And and I can't say that I would do that. Like, I think in these situations, like if I lived in Sweden or Britain, I'd be like, I'm fucking out of here. I'm going to move to Poland or Hungary or America. Or that, so the people that are point. sticking through it, I'm like, yeah, you've got more balls than I do. I mean, I mean you have a pretty good bit of balls, I think, yourself. <laughs> like I said, like, and like. To kind of go back and kind of pat you on your little ego, you know, kind of <laughs> yeah, I'm patting you on the head. But I'm 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 thinking about this like you're 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 blonde in the belly of the beast from YouTube, sixty one thousand people, I countless numbers of like millions of views or whatever like that. I'm pretty sure you you struck a chord with lots of different people and, and going back to your riverfront time story right now, that kinda of dealt with you and your family getting doxxed, which is not cool enough to piss me off when I remember yeah, hearing I was about, real that story. Mad about that. You know, do you like, do you ever think as a YouTuber, as a um, highest subscriber count YouTuber, if I can say so, do you ever feel like, um, do you ever think in like the early stages of your channel, like, you know, this could ever get to the point where like, you know, any harm could come your way just for, you know, giving whatever message you can? Yeah, I mean... When um, I started my channel, I talked to my my brother about it, and like we we kind of knew we knew what the risks involved were going to be, and we kind of sized up the YouTube community to see how many chicks were on it, and like I don't know, I didn't think it was going to get huge, but I, I knew that there was the possibility that there was going to be some traction and some exposure, and that I might lose my job and some other things. So I wasn't like totally naive, but as far as like somebody's actually sent me my home address and apartment number before mm. that happened one time. And then like, I've gotten some, some pretty specific threats. And so I, I don't know if I was really ready for that. I mean, nothing That's, like, you know, I'm going to murder you, but getting somebody sending you what your home address and apartment number is. I mean, I was so scared. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I want, I wonder, I, I often wonder about that. Cause I, I like, you know, just, not even just as like a podcaster or even like a, I won't even try to call myself a small time YouTuber. I, but we've been over this. You, you totally are. Like, you, you, we've been over this. We're not. I'm not going to go over this right now. It's just like, but I'm <laughs> thinking about like those who. I I always wonder about like those who like have that level of exposure right now. Like what what's yeah. So do I. Like how much do they get recognized? Like do you think Lauren Southern walks down the street and people like stop her a bunch or how frequently does it happen? I know Sargon's only been recognized a few times, but he still uses an avatar mostly. Yeah. So he doesn't have the same kind of face recognition. Um, I've been recognized a few times at 61,000 subscribers. Um, so I just wonder like what that point is where it's starting to affect your day to day life. And at that point I'm going to quit. What, what's, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm done. <laughs> what is that? What is that like? Someone IRL bumping into you, Say it like a uh, I don't know fucking I don't know what the fucks in in 
Seattle, a bookstore. I don't know. <laughs> like, say someone. It was into so strange. Well, it happened once uh, at the RNC, but I was like, mm. you know, this is the kind of place where I'm going to get recognized. And then it happened once um, at the screening of the Red Pill movie. Mm, okay. uh, so these, those are the kinds of places you would expect me to get recognized. But when it happened on the street, this was like a week ago. Uh, somebody just stopped and they're like, "Keep doing what you're doing." And I looked at him and I thought he was some like smarmy asshole or mm-hmm. you know just saying something and i was like what did you say to me and he's like your youtube channel i really like your youtube channel. i was like oh i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm, I'm just a, a bitch when i walk around um <laughs> it, i don't know i i was like i was totally amazed i was like i can't even believe that it's gotten it's gotten to this level but i mean i i'm worried about it like at what point does it start to affect the lives of like your family and my boyfriend's in the military and we were talking about it the other day and he's like, well, what should we do when we have kids? And I'm like, I think I got to, I'm going to have to shut it down because it's going to start affecting our day-to-day lives. Like our kids are going to go to school and people are going to be like, mommy's on the internet. I'm like, Ooh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Don't get pregnant. Please don't. <laughs> no, I don't, that's fucked up. No, I'm pretty sure you'd be a great, uh, I'm pretty sure you, you and your boyfriend would be great parents. Um, I was just saying, man, I, I think that like, I've just visualized that in my head, like the final blonde in the belly of the beast video <laughs> will have to be like, and like, I'll, I'll probably have a tear in my eye then. I'm just be like, I don't know, but then I love doing it and it's such a good, intellectual or you know intellectual outlet and it's something that i could do at home when i have kids it's not like it's too much work and so i'm like i don't know i'll decide when i get pregnant in a year or two so (laughs) (laughs) i like that and i got the podcast too i can't just bail on skag be like oh i'm gonna please don't please don't that's that's (laughs) someone that's like i mean i guess that's kind of a, a question i i i was going to pose it was kind of like a more serious i guess question that i was going to pose whenever you guys had a call-in show but i guess i can kind of in a way ask that right now like um like i was thinking i was watching this um video from this one youtuber named i don't know if you're familiar with him james Alsup. I yeah, think yeah. Should, i think you guys should have him on your channel as a future guest i think he's awesome i think he's uh really funny but um we kind of noticed like there was like these um like this um if you can kind of say so, like YouTube, I guess in like the more awareness, I hate to say skeptic community, there's been more of like a, like tides being shifted, you know, you're like, you're having like the advent of someone like uh, Lacey Green admitting to saying that she wants to have like open dialogue with people, you know, of, of, of opposing viewpoints, which I think is so awesome. Right. Like why would the feminists space still be scratching their heads over this at any point right now? But have you ever wondered like, you know, what could be the possibility of future channels like yours? Like, if you could, you know, is there ever a point where you feel like there's just going to be just a creativity burnout? Because I feel that almost... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm getting that sometimes, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I definitely see that. And I see that a lot with the response community videos. Mm-hmm. Like, those those channels seem to be having a hard time. Because as social justice warriors just disappear from the planet, or they don't want to be exposed for their idiotic ideas, I mean, there's just going to be less content to be made. And so, like, I'm, I'm having the same problem. I'm like, I just don't have as much inspiration because I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. as mad all the time. And so I've tried to shift my channel to more... Uh, like broad cultural topics I've been talking about. You know, I talked about nihilism and pop culture, how to red pill mm. women, things like this, because I feel like there's going to be more longevity in channels that aren't constantly addressing only current events. And we do that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Skag is kind of doing the same thing. We're both trying to adapt to the new, the new YouTube rules and like what's going to be appeal, appealing to audiences while still 
staying true to what our principles are and what we want to talk about. It's a really weird balance to try to, I mean, <laughs> to, try I mean, to achieve. I mean, it kind of, I mean, that's a good, I mean, that's a good response. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, um, I like take it like this. I'm watching a Matt Christensen video on his channel. I like his content. I, I think he's a very well-spoken. I'm going like <laughs> Joe Biden did to Obama. <laughs> he's like, he's very well-spoken and very well clean. But I'm just like, in in my, in the peace of my mind, this is just me thinking like you know, like the best possible future optimistic outlook for someone like Matt is just like, I wonder like if he could actually make his channel bigger or something like that. Like with his um, yeah yeah. I, I, I mean, his- I hope that something like uh, like we break out like Crowder. I mean, that would be what's really, and then we could get a producer. But like, I I don't mean to kiss Matt's ass too much, you know. But like. <laughs> I work with a lot of YouTubers and I have never worked with somebody that is more motivated and organized than Matt. And he does like everything for the show. He does all the production, you know, he's always on time. He's always there. He's always working. And like, I just feel like in, and his videos are so good and I, I love his content. And so I just feel like if he just keeps pushing through that he's, he might have explosive growth in his channel and he's been on for several years now too. No, here's, yeah, that's the thing. I was always wondering if we're just like this, like, I, I feel like, what, like, like what, like what was his, I mean, I'm not trying to like, you know, like dox him in his past career or anything like that, but like, like what was he doing before he was on YouTube? Cause it almost feels like he, he was like a natural at this. I know, right? Well, he was doing like Twitch videos and lots of gaming streams. And I think that's where he picked up kind (laughs) of his radio voice and and how to talk to people and how to communicate with people and what to do. And I'm sure he picked up some of the technical and production stuff that way as well. Um, But he was working in like some menial data management job like I was before the podcast and before we quit our our jobs to start our channel. Oh, don't I know it. Menial (laughs) data management jobs. Oh, God. Let me sit in my cubicle. I know. Can I take my break now? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I guess, you know, all hats off to him. But that's just me thinking about, like, man, I would love to see, like, I mean, I'm think I'm thinking a little like way too far ahead, I guess, in the future. I'm thinking, like, what, what would happen in 10 years from now or something like that? Like, you know, yeah, I wonder like about that. Open their yeah. own, like, I guess, media empire or anything like that. That's but, what um, Philly D's doing. Yeah, that is Philly D. I, I'm, I, I've been a huge fan of Philly D. I met that guy one time, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, 10 years ago, he was doing like, yeah, 10 fucking years ago. That's <laughs> yeah, he was like, um, he was, uh, did this like little tour across, um, like a few states in the country and he stopped by Dallas, Texas. I mean, um, and met him at some place downtown, and like hundreds of people were there. And he shook my hand. He thought a joke I said was funny, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome!" Like, do you think that people recognize him on the street? You have to. There's no way. Like, yeah. like he's so recognizable. Like, I remember the old SSE XXE Phil days. Like, I can't. You know. But he's recognizable to us. I mean, like, how many people are just not super? acquainted with the youtube community i mean it's got to be the vast majority of people Mm, i'd say you're probably right maybe like middle-aged people i'm not sure youtube famous that's the way to go because then you're not like movie star famous people aren't up your ass all the time but (laughs) even jenna marbles i mean i bet she only gets recognized like you know once a day she's not like jennifer aniston or anything where it's like kids or something like that that'd be that'd be that'd be the greatest revelation like what your kind of audience is when you have a whole bunch of teenagers who point you out of nowhere just to say like oh my god i love your youtube channel i don't want to holy shit like that just like um hi (laughs) 
I wonder. <laughs> I should look at my demographic. Oh my god! Yeah, that'd be a good thing to do. That'd be that'd be a that'd be a good little activity to endeavor yourself in. So I have another question for you. Um, um, just just Sunday, just this past Sunday, you guys, uh, you and Matt celebrated your one year anniversary of the Beauty and the yeah. Beta podcast. It doesn't feel like a year, I think, because we kind of had our head in like up so many different like news avenues this past year this fucking oh, trump yeah. administration is giving me a heart attack <laughs> i know i think, I I think know. we talked God. about this last time we were going off on just how like exhausting this can be but i'm counting so many white hairs in my head right now <laughs> <laughs> that i didn't have before and um i gotta say i, th- I thought your episode with andy warski with the warski brothers or re- was really funny I thought it was oh awesome. good because people fucking hated it our comment section is like Why? filled with haters Why? I don't know. I think that people didn't want us to to like go into the depth of the YouTube drama and get dragged into it. But we had booked the Warskis before any of this teal deer shit happened. Mm. Um, and it, you know, it involved the Warskis and it involved me and everybody was expecting us to talk about it. And so I kind of was like, Matt, we have to talk about this. And he was like, Oh, but it's so lame. It's such a lame YouTube drama. And then the show just got panned in the comment section. And I was, I had to be like, Oh, you, you were right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw Matt trying to like, cor- like corral it all together. And I, I know I, we're not very good at that though. And like, I didn't do a great job. You know, we, we just talked about it for too long, I think. And like, mm. I mean, I, I thought. I mean, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I guess. I mean, if it makes any kind of sense to even try to talk about this at all for this, I guess, podcast for a frame of reference, YouTuber by the name of Teal Deer was talking about. What was he fucking talking about? Like, he's talking about the lacy green thing, yeah, and then he, was he like, about, yeah, he's talking about like the, like the uh, the the. He was showing like having a quote unquote skeptic attitude towards the red peeling of lacy green, and he is he which is fine. I mean, I, that's fine. I mean, that's that's cool. You can you can you know. I mean, given lacy green's past right now, it's it's it's. I think it's warranted to have a few like kind of scratch your head a little bit. But for um, sure, yeah. And I, but I said that in my video, and th- th- so he showed like a slideshow of like women on youtube and it was like roaming millennial a bit of brit me and and some other folks and And he dropped the line we said like um like um you know you can't like gynocentrism is the reason why people don't want to talk about gynocentrism and i I don't know he basically said that we're just riding this anti-feminist wave and we don't really add much to the conversation um which is fine. I'm fine with that. But in my Lacey Green video, I talk about how the left is going to try to infiltrate, um, like, right spaces online, mm. like, because I saw that Reddit thread. And so it's not like I came to it, like, from this perspective that we have to accept Lacey Green. I'm like, we should, because, you know, social pressure should be forcing people to change their stupid political opinions. Mm. And I'm fine with that. But I never said we should fucking trust her. I never said that. And so I was like, why is this guy being so critical of me when I was like, we should allow this. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't fucking trust this chick. Oh, man, that's 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 crazy. I mean, I, I don't remember watch my video, honestly. I, I, I felt I felt like he I, I mean, I don't know this guy. I don't know him anything like that. And for all I can say, like his I, I did like his content and it took me a while to kind of like actually like. I remember having to watch the video twice. I was like, wait a second, did I miss something? Like, why why, why are a lot of the chicks on the Twitter space getting all mad about this? And then he hit that 12-minute mark in his video. I was like, oh, that's a little, uh, that's a little ignorant. Yeah. I mean, people <laughs> did Shieldier. respond exactly as he said that they would, and that didn't really help my case very much. <laughs> <laughs> I was then, like, oh, shit. A bunch it, of dudes are defending me online. This is not... <laughs> 
this is not and good. Then, and then, and then the Warskis come in to defend, or no, to even like you know, to even like respond. Like there was like a video. He also he like a little follow up video where he was like making fun of all the white knights, and I was like, this isn't cool. Like what? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I think th- I really just don't think that the audience likes it very much, and they don't want to talk about these things. They're like you know the, the YouTube dramas and stuff. They want like. Five percent of this within the content, maybe, but they don't want to watch channels all the time that are constantly engaged in YouTube battles with like other content creators. That being said, this shift in the skeptic community, like they will coordinate, like mm. the spinos of the world will coordinate to go after people for specific content and tweets and things that they've put out, like they did with my now infamous tweet. Hey. So. That's one of the that's one of the funniest things I thought about. I, I, I me being a dick on Twitter. Um, I don't know if you kind of getting more into this beef stuff, but I don't know if you've uh, followed the whole situation with uh, uh, Sargon pretty much getting chided for thun- by Thunderfoot for being a part of a live stream where one guy made a off-color joke about the Russian Deadpool guy yeah, who yeah. ended up murdering his girlfriend and pretty much shedding light on the irony of the fact that many male feminists tend to violently lash out towards females. I know. And, um... Like, the first thing I did on Twitter, I was just like, I found Spino's father, and it was a picture of Thunderfoot. <laughs> I figured, like... I mean, they do have... They both have social justice warrior tendencies. And, like, Thunderfoot... That dude's a cock. Like, he's come after me on Twitter before, after that Lauren Southern thing. Although, yeah. I did tweet at him. I tweeted his plummeting sub count, and I said, Thunderfoot did done fuck up. Um, mm. So, that is probably why. Well, of course, that's why he tweeted at me. I think that he responded to that tweet. So, I initiated that. But, um, <laughs> I, he said something like totally baseless about how what was it he said like uh oh these small youtubers they're just too small to even waste my time on he was talking about like mm. lauren southern and i'm like what what a smug what a smug attitude uh. that's that's what I kind of felt like that feeling i got with his video where he was talking about um <laughs> where 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 like he was just like you know like where is your humanity and where is your decency people was like yeah yes. It was like I, virtue signaling. It was so And like, bad, like I can get behind him being pissed off about people saying things about his dying father. That's really horrible. Like mm-hmm. nobody should be doing that. But like he spliced together two clips from the Sargon hangout to make the appearance of a <laughs> discussion that didn't really ha- that didn't really happen and like it drastically changed the the context of of what they were talking about. Besides who gives a fuck? Like come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can we all just move on with this right now? I was just like, I, I felt, I felt like when you complain like that, you need any other reason, like you need any reason you can to like justify, like you know, like you acting the best you you can act. Like Spino when he got on you for like you know your tweet about like a, uh, uh, your it was when you were in Europe, right? And oh, oh, oh! I remember. I said yeah. it's disheartening to see all of these Arab men with German women, with like blonde, blue-eyed German women. Because I saw outside of Freiburg University, I saw like like German women that like looked like me clearly in relationships with these migrant-looking guys, and they were all like acting sexually aggressively, like hanging out outside of the university. And I was like, oh man, because I was thinking in my mind, like when they inevitably have to deport all of these Muslims, what are they going to do with these broads that end up marrying them and having their kids? What are they going to do? That's where I, what I was thinking when I wrote that tweet. Mm. And I literally wrote it and just fell asleep. I, I was like, nothing controversial here. Then I woke up to this fucking shit storm. I was like, oh no. I mean, mm. the way I phrased it was bad. It looked like a condemnation of all interracial relationships. But I was thinking about the specific 
context in Germany. I mean, these women, they'll have to deport them too, even though they've never left Germany. Mm, that's really interesting. First of all, first of all, let, 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 let's, let's pump the brakes on that little thing. Do you think they're going to be deporting any, any Muslims out of Germany? Do you Fuck honestly no. think that? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Germanistan is here to stay, I'm afraid. I know. Yeah. Like, in this hypothetical situation where Germans reach down and find their balls, maybe. Jesus, God, God. We'll get to Europe finding their balls here in a second. I, I just wanted to, I wanted to kind of finish this little thing. But like, I, I remember seeing that little uh, escapade with Spido, and I was just like, he was so autistic about it. It's like just accept that, like this. I did not mean this, you know, as a condemnation of interracial relationships. I was talking about this within the specific context of the German migration problem and the native population accepting these like alpha type men because their own male populations emasculated like this is a very specific context uh yeah. in which like people from um from arab countries muslim countries that are migrants should not be <laughs> mixing with the native population in that way because they're gonna have serious problems with what they do with their kids and the ideological shift that happens to the next generation like i cannot be the only person that's thinking this right yeah I mean, the Germans don't give a shit, whatever. They're like, oh, our precious culture, it's all gone. We don't care. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess not. You know, as long, as long as we have altruism, that is going to save all of us one day. I'm just like, man, no, 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 please, please, please. There's, there has to be some sort of, like, lingering agent of self-preservation that, that... I know. Or I guess it's all just died. I don't know. I haven't been to Europe. The most but. basic organism acts has response mechanisms like for survival like there is no fucking reason that we should be extinguishing our own cultures and our own people just because we want to appear to be altruistic like i can't even wrap my mind <laughs> around the cowardice that must be in your heart to believe something like that i don't understand it i just don't understand it infuriates me I, I don't know either but at the same time like if you imagine like you like you're living in a network of just 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 like all types of, I mean, I understand how it feels to be to kind of feel like you're adhering to social pressure and to not want to offend anybody. I mean, yeah. being politically. And it's strong in German culture. They have a, they have a really strong desire to conform. Like or not even being, not even being just necessarily just German, just like, I just, it's a, as like a normal human quality. Like I remember political correctness, or at least it seemed to me. Yeah. Used to just be just having good manners around. Good manners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to just yeah. like be like, Hey, what's that fucking thing on that Brown person's head? Just like, that's just a turban. Don't make fun of it. It's like, Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not going to make fun of that. That, that. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Like, like, Honestly, honestly, like I live in an area, like in the DFW area, that's like mostly, I won't say mostly, but there's like our sudden suburbs of 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 Muslim people, and like you know, of course, many of them are just like you know, like 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 docile, moderate types. You know, they don't do anything wrong or anything like that. I mean, granted, like when I see them, like in my like you know local grocery store, a piece of me, I I, I hate that I automatically am finding myself doing double takes when I see like like the women and the daughters in like the in the burkas and whatnot. And I'm just Why like, do you hate that? That is a symbol of female oppression. That absolutely, we should not be standing for that shit in I mean, America. Like, I mean, at the same time, it's just like they're. they're just picking they're just picking fruit in the grocery store looks alongside of me or anything like that and a piece of me is just like man i find myself like i don't hate you guys or anything like that i just feel bad you know i, I yeah honest- but nobody would extend that courtesy to nazis like some some mm-hmm. philosophies are fundamentally extreme and you just can't do them moderately and i've said this so many times but nobody would ever say that somebody was a moderate nazi ever mm-hmm. 
Yet there's this concept of moderate Muslims. Why? Because they're somewhat secular. If they aren't calling out people in their own community, then they're extremists. If they, you know, if they agree with uh, Aisha, who was who was raped as a child, married at six, um, the marriage was consummated when she was nine. I mean, Muhammad was a murderous, warmongering pedophile. Like, I, I just anybody that gets behind that, I'm like, I'm sorry, you're you're a fundamental extremist. <laughs> I, I can't accept the position that you are a moderate. Because you drink and smoke. I, I just don't. I'm sorry. Um, well, and they should also be going into their own communities and trying to control, control extremism. But I don't see that happening in these moderate, these moderate Muslims, you know, going to mosques and reporting when terrorist activity is happening. It's just mum is the word because they feel like they're an in-group. Hey, hey, I'm telling you right now, man, of all the, of all the bullshit, like, especially been happening in Manchester, like... Uh fuck might as well get fucking just get into it right now uh the manchester uh the manchester uh bombing uh the manchester arena bombing of the ariana grande concert that left 22 people dead tens and tens and tens and tens of more people horrifically injured guy suicide bonded himself with uh with a, with a nail vest a nail suicide vest i saw many many tweets and pictures from this shit and we 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 all know we all know whose fucking cookbook this is, obviously. I think his name was yeah. um um I for, I forget the guy's name. I don't wanna Muhammad probably. Muhammad something. Um <laughs> Salman Amidi. It just came into my head right there. That's his name. He was a twenty two year old kid. I think his uh I think he was a son of uh of of Libyan refugees living he in was, the UK, yeah. and they tried to say he was UK born, all that stuff like that. They 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 want to do almost as much as they can to like just not say the word Islam, and I'm just like it's. it's I hate this second generation argument because mm-hmm. the, the argument is flawed. It just means that immigrants are not doing better as they live here longer. That they're not assimilating. Stephen Molyneux has a great presentation on this, but he mm-hmm. shows um, first in generation. I think it's Moroccan crime statistics in the Netherlands Mm -hmm. and the first generation it's like 20% of all Moroccans get arrested for something second generation it was like 55% I'm like these people are coming to these countries and doing worse Mm. this is an argument like from a moratorium on immigration from certain parts of the world right I mean you're you're good on me for facts I I didn't really look up the numbers I I didn't know those facts and numbers I just know that like their their assimilation rates aren't as high as one would expect them to be I don't even think people yeah. I don't even th- think for the people that are pushing for more immigration really care so much about assimilation. I believe it's all just a financial incentive, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. I think it's also yeah. the help. And the voting block. And, yeah, you know. yeah, solidifying a voting block. Same thing here, but at least, like, God, I, like, at least our illegal immigrants aren't suicide bombing people. I mean. <laughs> you not know, yet, yeah. God. Not fucking yet. I mean, let's let's not put it in anyone's fucking heads, you know. I know. But I, okay kind of like like backpedal it from like when the moment i heard this i remember i was like cooking dinner hanging out with my girlfriend or something like that had a nice little meal prepared shit like that was all good and she just candidly told me on uh like she was looking at her looking at her phone she just candidly told me about it i was just like there was a there was a bombing at the ariana grande concert in manchester and i immediately known like the moment she said that entire line i was just like this was no fucking gas leak like yeah, Ari- Muslims. How yeah. random is that? Fucking Ari- an Ariana Grande concert in Manchester. Yeah. And the then- only time I have ever agreed with Slate is that this may have been to target young women. I think that maybe I don't know. 
Hey, shit, they they did their fucking job, man. I mean, like it's, yeah, it's horrific. I I I remember when I was reading about this right now, and I'm I, I remember the exact moment that I had this like deflated feeling of being just kind of angry about this because I because we all know the pattern, we all know the steps, we all know what's going to happen right now. We're going to get reports Prayer about for this. Manchester. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to do the. We're going to hashtag pray for Manchester, whole bunch of bullshit color filters, which I honestly haven't seen too much of today on my Facebook page or any other social media. Um, we're going to have a delay in information about the identity of the suspect and the delay, which pretty much means to us just like, what the fuck are you guys trying to hide? Fake news outlets of the world. And I, and, and I was just, and I remember all I was left with was just being pissed off. I, 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 yeah, it's, I, hor- it's horrible. I mean, at what point are people like, uh, no, this is Islam. This is what Islam is made of. This is the heart of Islam. It is evil. I don't, I don't, I do not understand. Like, I don't know what it's going to take, but like these periodic 20 people die, 50 people die, even if they happen every month. I think that, that that people would probably not wake up. It's going to take something where, like, September 11th, where thousands of people are killed in a, you know, a big show of optics at once. <laughs> Man, we, we've had thousands of people killed already. Like, like It's the accumulation, though. People don't. It's like they don't even notice. Like, everything's going to be back to normal in Manchester in fucking five days. Yeah, probably right. Probably right. I mean, it's like they had, like, a vigil. I remember seeing something um, um, back to Tommy Robinson again. Um which I guess I can kind of, um, kind of like attach this to, I guess my new, uh, uh, based badass of the week for this podcast. Um, like he was talking about like how he thinks vigils are bullshit because they think it's, it's just like, you're putting all this time and effort into like putting together a vigil right now to cry about this, but like people aren't going to like, are, are we not going to learn our lessons anymore? We're just going to sit there and just have murals for this type of shit. We're not going to yeah. try at all decipher where this all is coming from. You're not going to look at the patterns of all the dead people or anything like that for fear of being racist. Listen, if, if you find hate speech more problematic than, you know, Islamic extremism, I think you're a part of the problem. <laughs> that goes without yeah. saying. And but if now, you believe in hate speech, you should read the Quran. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, and I feel like, um, and, and I think it also kind of speaks to like, you know, it's the sort of per, like pernicious attitudes of just your average online, like left wing media rags, like, like a cosmopolitan got, like like blasted on the internet for that one or for that, um, for a tweet where um it, it said it had a picture of like a Sikh big fat Indian guy with like a turban on his head big beard saying free taxi ride or something like that and Cosmopolitan said uh even Muslims are getting free taxi rides to people and everyone including the guy that she took a picture of or something like that said like I'm not a Muslim I'm a Sikh we don't like Muslims. You <laughs> fucking asswipe. Okay. <laughs> he even showed the tweet where one of their journalists asked, like, it's okay if we take a picture of your blah, 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 blah. And, like, in his username, it says that he is a Sikh. Yeah. <laughs> nice basic research. It yeah, is. pretty much. Pretty much shows that, like, you know, who are the real racists in this world now? <laughs> like, yeah. And, and I had a little bit of, like a like, a small theorizing of this, right? Every time 
every time subsequent this bombing that's happened, right? I'm looking in the news. I'm hearing about like just your average random salon article talking about like what's a good way to fight uh, white supremacy and yada yada yada. Not knowing that you're a part of a white supremacist society is what makes you racist. Did you notice there's just an uptick in anti-Semitism in the world right there? And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You guys are like, just like manufacturing invis- like invisible problems. <laughs> oh, there there is, though, an uptake of anti-Semitism in the world. And that's because nobody hates the Jews more than Muslims. Muslims oh, yes. hate the Jews. Hate the Jews. Hey, like, you guys, come on. I, f- I, f- I feel like I need to check Linda Sarsour's Twitter activity <laughs> for the past two days. Oh, I'm just God. Like, hey, Linda, Linda, baby girl, why haven't you said anything about this shit? <laughs> I know. Hey, 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 come on. This is fucked up, huh? Like She's silent. She went on vacation. Oh, man. I'm, God. You know what's so funny? I'm, I'm sitting here, like, right before, like, um, Right before I got on the show right now, and I, I tried I tried to find a way to, like, mentally prep how I was going to even do this, because, like, like, all the videos I was watching, like, like upwards towards it, and I think the last thing I watched was, like, I guess Tommy's reaction to it, and when everyone called, like you said before, everyone thinks he's an opportunistic asshole, you know, like, he's making, like, the death about him, and like I said, like we said before, he doesn't really seem like he has, like, the con- like the candor of, like, a news presenter, so, like, if you haven't seen it yet, or if any of my listeners haven't seen it yet, you had to look up this video where, like, Tommy, pretty much, like, for the Rebel, gets at people who are still committed to criticizing um, Tommy's well-documented findings of, 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 of governmental corruption covering up, like, Muslim atrocities, which is what I can't stand, too. This is, like, the thing that I think pisses me most about the Manchester thing, too. It's just, like, we're... You know, like diversity hasn't been your strength, I hate to say. And that's fucked up, me being a minority (laughs) saying that. It's just like. No, but we're we're not talking about racial diversity. We're talking about, you know, incompatible cultures. Here's the thing, though. A lot of people, right, like to. Words, words and definitions of words are really malleable to many people. A lot of times, like, you know, race and culture are pretty much the same thing to people. People think that you and me are probably living in a different, like, live in a different culture. I'm saying, like, okay, we're probably, you know, geographically, <laughs> you know, like, not in close proximity. But we have, uh, we see, I'd say know, we probably live in similar cultural environments, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying, like, you know, like on a personal level, I'm seeing like we kind of gel a bit like here back and forth. So I don't know what's really separating us unless you plan on separating yourself from someone else. But uh, it's, it's gone to the point where it's just like, it's, it's getting just so exhausting right now. Cause it's just like, I'm, we talked about this a little bit in our last (laughs) chat that didn't get recorded about how fatigued I am by all of this, you know? (laughs) It's exhausting. I mean, because it's the same thing from the left over and over. And it's just that we talked about this last time. It's this impeachment thing. It's like it's like the election excitement all over again. Like they're they're just so hopeful and they're so sure and they're so vocal. And it's like it's like I'm getting media blue balls. How many times does this have to happen? I'm like, I'm just so fucking tired of it. Like the ups and the downs and the never being a story and the left lying out of their ass and the emotion. I just 
sometimes I just want to fucking check out and just kind of view culture more broadly and talk about that. <laughs> these, these intricate political events, um, especially as far as Trump is concerned with Russia. I'm like, I just can't fucking do this anymore. I cannot. I will have to say one thing. It's, it's like what's different from like everything leading up to the election and everything post-election. I feel like like what more can be done after the election right now? I guess we all rallied like you did, and I guess the silent majority spoke up, and they, you know, in the end, they, um, they, um, they, uh, they, they made their choice. We all made our choice with Donald in the end, but now it's just it feels like, like the pushback is even so strong. Like I was, like I'm just saying earlier, like this is almost like 120 days out in the presidency, and I'm just like. We got four years of this shit. And now me, I know, I'm, I'm I know. Here, I'm telling people, I'm just like, ha, ha, ha. Like, but when this all started, just like, guess what, snowflakes? You got four, maybe even eight years of this shit. But now yeah. I'm just like, I'm fucking exhausted. Well, and, God, they've got such youthful energy, the left. Oh, God, they just won't shut up. They're like a Jack Russell Terrier. But I thought they were just going to mellow the fuck out after the election and be like, oh, we lost. And then, like, bring it in and rally the troops and try to figure out how not to fuck up next time but instead they just doubled down now they're more emotional and violent than i've ever seen them before it's like a powder keg ready to burn i mean i i really thought that this was going to fizzle out by now but it just keeps get, getting amplified no i think i think that was sort of like um um i don't want to say hubris because i think um I think many people on the right pretty much fought like a hard fought battle that i think had been unseen by a lot of people but i think when we did um kind of all pulled together and kind of like help be a part of this cultural shift where we got a fucking reality TV star to be our president. I kind of felt like, you know, like, like, Hey, a little bit of like the world's weight was kind of lifted off our shoulders a little bit. Yeah. And, we so kind did of, I. and like, I mean, maybe we, I could step back and not be so stressed out about the cultural climate things, and just take a little break. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I don't think we, I, I would never ever say that. I don't think we is recalcitrant, as the left is and as terrible as the left is, I gotta fucking hand it to them. They know how to make themselves a well fashioned, well oiled, structured machine. Like like yeah. all together. Like they pretty much like, you know, it's like a compounding of like all of our like all of our TV, all of our media, all of our news, all of our pop culture. Pretty much like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every like every bit of sensory overload we pretty much undertake, they got a hand in pretty much, right? And that's an important thing that like I th I think a lot of us wanted to take a break after the election, and then we realized they're, that they're still winning the culture war. Everything I watch on TV yeah. like t to date is still dripping with social justice warrior, communist, Marxist fucking propaganda. Um, they own the media still. It's like w we can't just take a back seat on this because the same thing will happen. We have to uproot all of these giant, insurmountably large entities. We have to just kill them at their root. And that's and that's the same. And that's the sad thing about this. And that's why I feel like this is going to just keep getting like becoming more of an uphill battle for a lot of us because, or just just a lot of us on the individual level. Because, like I said, like like. The left is the left is a fucking machine, man. <laughs> like they know they know how to pretty much like circumvent almost any sort of like truth or objectivity that comes their right. way. Right. It's well, so that's because of moral relativism. They can basically they can cross moral boundaries that people on the right generally can't because they yeah. adhere to more universal truths, you know. And a lot of them are religious. Um, 
But the left, I mean, if, if you, and I talked about this in my last video, but if you think that there are no universal truths, then you can engage in extremely dangerous um, mental, you know, behavior without any cognitive dissonance. It's, it's mm. kind of remarkable. I mean, there's no universal truth. So then you could say um, that no, no act is inherently immoral. Right. Uh, then, I mean, in one step, I just got to Hitler. <laughs> and so these people, I'm like, you guys are in fucking dangerous territory. I mean, it's yeah. it's the mentality of the left that has really infected our culture, and we have so much work to do still. Oh, God damn it! Yeah, so and then, no, and it's just like it's going to take a lot of time to, like you say, sort of uproot and dismantle all this shit right now, and like the left can pretty much be responsible for like, you know. Getting rid of all your social media accounts, or lording all over all your social media accounts. Uh, yeah. Turning a blind eye when your ideological opposition probably wants to dox you or kick your ass, maybe even kill you. Like, yeah. like we still like people still have that to worry about, and you know. Right. And it I was mean, they, so, they're capable yeah. of dehumanizing people at at a, a higher level than I think people on the right. I mean, I think that their that their mentality here, like you can see this with Richard Spencer a lot, but they're like, mm -hmm. because I perceive him as a Nazi, then that gives me the moral high ground and I can do anything to this person and still be justified because he's such a piece of human garbage. I mean, this is really what these people think about us. Mm. And I told I told people like this, and um, to kind of go back on what I was saying uh, in last podcast, to kind of uh, steal the pantomime of your average identitarian or <laughs> identity politics uh, person who uses identity politics, I always say, as a black man in America, <laughs> I know all well about like you know, like this like the suffocation of like all of this moral relativism, and pretty much kind of being used as like. Um, you know, they always say, like, you know, you know, you have a lot of white friends. You're a token black guy. No, fuck that. I kind of believe I'm more like just like a part of a token collective, which is which is <laughs> expected. I, I feel I feel like the left almost uses like people like us as like token collectives to like show like the massive amounts of black people is like, listen, don't listen to people like that. They're bad. We like you guys because you're good. And oh yeah, I'm it's the bigotry <laughs> of low expectations. I mean, and, like and, and, what and fucking racist elitist, racist white elitist that think that that think that they can just wrangle an entire group of people and get them in their voting block eternally like this is the nature of the left like, who that is the most racist thing i've ever heard yeah like i said just with like the cosmo journalist that asked the indian guy like hey like can i see your picture hey look at this muslim <laughs> and i was like you broken bitch how could you do this <laughs> like, this this is this is so wrong but i feel like i feel like as like the days go by like i'm pretty sure probably by the time this week hits friday hits People are going to stop talking about the, the the Manchester terrorism thing. People are going to stop yeah. talking about it all over again. Maybe because the guy's dead and they uh, they arrested the suspect's uh, brother. So happy end of the story. Although this is going to happen again. Although of course it's going to. And then in like long term, I don't know. Sometimes I lay in bed and I think about like what's going to be the next fifty years. Like what are we really looking at? I mean, so you don't feel safe in your in these European cities. What would you do if you were European? I would move to the countryside. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're going to see. T 
tons of white flight, and then they're not going to stop migration, especially in Germany. I read that they were expecting 12 million more migrants in the next, like, two years or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah, my God. I, yeah uh, uh, I read that uh, Emmanuel Macron, savior of France, fucking Jesus, uh, savior of France, uh, plans on uh, imposing sanctions on Poland to make them take... Oh, more, uh, the Polish refugees. are not going to fucking stand for that. Oh man, They're, no way, no way. <laughs> anyway, so you got huge white flights out of the ur- white flight out of the urban centers, and then mm. m- migration into the urban centers, like we're seeing, um, because they have housing and things like that. So all of these beautiful European cities are just going to become Arab ghettos, and then and then what? Mm. I mean, the people that um, care about their country are still going to be congregating in other areas. Then then you're going to have a full blown civil war. Pretty much. Just imagine real estate. <laughs> it's just Jeez. Like, hey, look In at- 10 years, we're all going to be able to buy a piece of Paris. Who knows? Yeah, I know, right? It's like, <laughs> man, I got like a chateau in Belgium. <laughs> I know, right? God. I mean, I'm surrounded by terrorists, and this is the only thing that's not blown up, but I do have a Belgian chateau. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So I guess um, I guess um kind of like closing on my I guess my final moments of the show i i didn't even say what i or i probably did already say who's my base badass of the week but if i didn't i have to reiterate everybody who harbored and gave a uh, safe uh, shelter to anyone in uh manchester who was affected by this uh horrible horrible heinous attack anybody that uh uh provided aid any emts that came out there anybody who maybe donated uh blood to their local blood drive in manchester i hope they have those there well whatever i'm pretty sure they do but But um, if you only tweeted about it and didn't do anything else fuck you i'm all you're not the badass of the week all the way in fucking texas i've been telling people if there is a link that someone can provide me where I can no not you specifically yeah well yeah just like (laughs) like anybody that's just tweeting like pray for manchester but they're not doing anything else or i correctly identifying that this is an islamic problem uh those people can you know suck no, balls no, right no here's what makes me fucking ma- oh god oh god <laughs> i know you only said you had an hour but like i'll try to i'll try to pack all this in it, it's 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 more that more is more that not all relativism that people feel like they have to foist on to anyone else I know, on social I know. media like they have like no degree of self-awareness right now it's just like do you think that's what we want to hear i literally saw one crazy bitch and i remember i made sure i screen capped her tweet and where she's from she's fucking from manhattan and she's a cat lover and she loves riot girl music or whatever or i, I just ass- or i just assumed that because she had like a <laughs> snare drum that looked like it's part of like some fucking riot girl punk group on her um, Facebook avatar <laughs> and she was just like saying what happened in Manchester was sad but remember white men kill children too and I'm just like shut the fuck what does that what? have to do with anything I, that's, oh, I swear that's, God, so that's what stupid. I said and I'm just like oh that's so stupid it's like yeah, it was like white people kill kids too. And that's where I just responded. And I was just like, abortions and nail suicide vests are this are right, completely different. Not things. all argument. I'm like, all right, not all Muslims, but all terrorists are Muslim. Yeah. Hey. Hey. I hate to say that. People. I, I love how people like on the left, especially like like these progressive dick sucks always use that uh, uh um use that categorization for Trump supporters and just like listen not. Every like not every Trump supporter is a racist, but every racist is a Trump supporter. Like not true. 
not true. Because <laughs> That's definitely was, untrue. No, be, because because we, we're going to do some shit like that. I can I can definitely tell you what I think about Muslim people, and I don't want to be like that personally. I'm the type of person that's just like, man, life life is hard enough just going by just day to day adulting right now. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to feel like I'm a person that has like hate on my heart for a certain like secular like like not secular like a certain like demographic or ethnic demographic. Right, is and generally, I think this is how most people are. Um, if I'm not being affected on like a day-to-day basis and I'm not really sensing any danger from you, you can do whatever weird shit in your own life that you, I don't care, (laughs) but this is becoming a huge social, social and cultural problem. I mean, and this is a group of people that is, you know, rightfully inspiring fear in, in other people. And, you know, we need to see it for what it is. And and I'm telling you right now, it's just like, if, if I can impart kind of like any wisdom to any sort of leftists or just some triggered high school SJW snowflake who's listening to this and thinks everything that they heard thus far for this past hour is the most barbarous stuff they've ever heard someone talk. I'm just saying like, ask yourself what brings about Islamophobia. Okay, because they say a phobia is an impractical fear of something right now. Well, I see like there's, they've proven that the fears are very practical and palpable. So right, like right. it's it. I I have to ask, and and the fact that no one in authority or in charge or even in our media is being a, the least bit honest about this to our faces about what's happening and continues to happen. And this is what happens. Like this, like like <laughs> you know, you're you're like. Your assisted ignorance is what's making pe- like you know turn a harsh eye to people of of Muslim faith who are right. maybe moderates and don't engage in shit like that. I'm pretty sure there are Muslim people out there in the world who found what happened in Manchester terrible. Of course, I, yeah, of course. I but but I wish so. I could see more Muslims, you know, rejecting Islam and doing what Ayan Irsi Ali is doing. But she's you know rejected from the Islamic community, obviously, and um totally demonized by the left. So you can see the treatment of, of Muslims that leave Islam and try to change Islam. I mean, she's been treated like garbage. I know. It's there's, so... not, there's not a huge incentive to do it. I mean, why would you? You're safe under the protection of the left. Yeah, I know. And I know. It's just, it's, 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 it's one day. I just, I just want those, I, I just want that partition, that those drapes that just shroud the left and like just all the adornment they possibly can to just fall down and collapse on them. Like I want to, coll- I want them to collapse over like the left's most ugliest people, like Lena Dunham and George Takei. <laughs> oh God, I know. Fuck it's always people. the smug, like wealthy, and disconnected Hollywood elites that are the Sam- worst. And Samantha B. I don't wish any physical Oof. harm on them, but like fuck them at the same time <laughs> i mean they're causing you know the, their ideas i i hate to say this but their ideas are dangerous <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, pretty much pretty much right now like like they, like people like samantha b are pretty much telling people on a nightly basis that someone like your boyfriend or matt or someone who's very close to me like any of my friends are the most evil people in the world <laughs> yeah, by way of being born <laughs> And how, was, what about what about the, you know, how this is going to develop um, a cloud of nihilism over white men and and millennials? Like, what well, what about them? What about 
how this is going to affect their lives. Fuck no. She, Fuck no. This is I don't know. They have no sympathy for like your average person unless they're a fucking like minority or woman or they've got something, you know. Neither did the if You're fucking, not an intersexual feminist, you can get fucked. Neither did the neither did the uh, pigs and bunnies in Animal Farm, which is like the greatest <laughs> tale. I used to love the left when they actually had something to fight for. Now that they've won, <laughs> I mean, but this is a good lesson for the right too. Like, what do you do when you achieve power? I think that it's people's tendency um, to kind of descend into moral relativism and into greed. Um, yeah, and and so I mean that that's true of the right too. I mean, I will always be aligned with what the truth is, and I don't care what the political party is, and it just happens to be that I agree with the right right now. But you know, political opinions change, and the definition of parties change often. So, well, not often, but they have. Hey, I think it's one of the best things about getting older is you become more wiser. You filter out more bullshit. <laughs> it's the only good thing about getting older. If I could only have that talk with the <laughs> me that skipped prom. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know I have... want to go back to my 17-year-old self and be like, listen, feminism will tempt you. But just marry a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, just pretty much just marry a nice guy. Don't do any fucking dumb shit like have a whole bunch of fatherless kids and have like a communal f- parentship with all your friends. God. That's something that Blonde told me last time when we tried to record this podcast. Yeah, what was it again? yeah. What did, you, what did you ask me? You asked me what the most um, What's leftist... the most blue-pilled moment blue-pilled thing. in your mind? I gotta give some context around this, because I, I feel like this is gonna people are gonna be like, what? But um, when I was like 20... I don't know, I must have been 23 or 24, I was living in Los Angeles, and like, I was trying to date in Los Angeles, and it was just like one dud after another, and then I dated this guy for a few years who was like really into this weird porn, and I found out about it later, and so it was <laughs> fucking bizarre. Um, but I had this really good friend, um, and she was having like similar problems. And one time we actually had a discussion about like, what if we both just had kids independently and like raised them in a like platonic communal style mm. situation. Like the thought of that now is so fucking horrifying to me. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where to be. But I like. I really like. Was like that. You know. Maybe that. Maybe that would work. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know. It's just unreal to me, like how much your political opinions can shift, which is probably why I went easier on Lacey Green. Because I, when I think back five years ago, I'm 29. This was, you know, five, five or six years ago. And I think back on what I believed then, I'm like, wow, that was so stupid. And I feel like I've come so far that why should I not afford some other stupid young girl that ability to change <laughs> what she thinks? Well, hey, you're you're a smart blonde, blonde. You're a smart. You're a smart woman. You're one of the smartest uh, YouTubers I oh, I've so known. Much. I'm a huge fan. I appreciate all of your work. Uh, my girlfriend wanted to say she really likes your background. Like, oh, uh, thank you. I've been I've, I've been getting some shit, but I'm like, I want. I'm gonna treat my channel like it's a beauty channel. I don't care. Man, <laughs> I'm fuck it. it. Keep the background. God damn it. Like flowers, blonde hair, pretty. Yeah, fucking do oh, you. Thank man. you fuck so them. much. I love your show. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so great. Do we yes, get this time recorded? I, What's, yes, yes, all of it's recorded. I swear to God, it's all of it's recorded. Before we close up the show, I do want to know: Do you have any awesome plans for your Memorial Day weekend? Oh boy! Um, I know Jeff Holiday is coming into town because he's oh, doing awesome. a drunken peasants, and so um, we're supposed to link up and hang out. And so I think I'm probably going to do that this weekend. Fuck yeah! Pictures. What about man. you? Uh, I'm I I'm going to pretty much sign off of all of my social media accounts. Um, like I, like I took, like I took, um, like I took my Friday off of work. So I'm just going to just veg out, 
get on my PC, play a whole bunch of video games, and relax awesome. with my girlfriend and chill. Well, Mary will enjoy it. Have a have a great weekend. I hope Wait, what I, day is it? I hope it's I do Tuesday. also. Before the uh, <laughs> before we close out, I guess uh, for people who have no idea who you are, which I can't imagine that being the case, but uh, I guess at least tell where you can find your page or your sure. uh, YouTube. I am uh, Blonde in the Belly of the Beast on YouTube. I am Libtard America on Twitter, and I have a Minds account that is also Libtard America, but I like. <laughs> never post there but one day i will awesome. i will post on mars <laughs> you have a patreon too yes yes it's uh patreon.com backslash blonde in the belly of the beast guys thank off, you for reminding off, me. yes guys break off a dollar for blonde in the belly of the beast <laughs> and your favorite content creators they're worthy of it they're worthy they're more worthy than you throw in your cable bill <laughs> at the end of the month. <laughs> i can fully attest oh to that 100 <laughs> percent well uh blonde i really appreciate you stopping by and taking part of your time to redo this podcast with me oh, of course no i always love talking to you and i gotta say you're an awesome guest i was actually quite surprised how this all turned out it's actually pretty good i'm, I'm proud oh, of this thank episode you so much. right on right on <laughs> All right, well, Blonde, I guess um, I'll take it easy, and I'll uh, see you later. And for Blonde of the Belly of the Beast, I'm Biggest Mikey. Out. All right. Bye.